Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Marcy. This week, I'm joined by Jacob Pace. Jacob is the CEO of Flighthouse, which, um, if you don't know, Flighthouse is a digital media company, um, mostly on TikTok, but beyond TikTok. Does astounding number of views, what, like a billion a month? Yeah, a billion views a month. Yeah, 21 million subscribers on TikTok. Uh, Jacob himself um, is Gen Z CEO. You were described as a baby face mogul. <laughs> the baby face mogul that works 25-8. And uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, the New Yorker said that Jacob has the erratic energy of a champion yep. sled dog on a break. How accurate do you think you that know? is? Um, do I we'll that? see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> I, that, weirdly, Jacob, the same thing has been said about me. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's ironic. Energy. So let's let's talk dog. about let's talk about Flighthouse first, and then and then how you got involved. In yeah. It. But like for those who are unfamiliar, who might not be in Flighthouse's, um, you know, target demographic, explain it. Yeah, for sure. So essentially, Flighthouse is. Um, basically the largest entertainment brand on TikTok right now. So we're really the only ones producing original content. Um, so for anyone that's not familiar with like TikTok, of course, it's a short form mobile app, a little similar to Vine, just kind of like a newer sort of breed of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and even like, you know, to Taylor Lorenz's point, who was like on this podcast, like she's like, it's just way more robust than Vine and just a lot more editing features, a different kind of sense of humor. Um, so essentially a very simple way of like describing us to to someone that might not be familiar is like we're the, you know, think about us as like a BuzzFeed complex of TikTok. So we're producing original content while everyone else is kind of, mm -hmm. you know, creators in their yeah. own right, but we're making So there's a lot brands. of individual sort of TikTok stars and whatnot, yeah. but like what you're doing is you're building a brand. A brand. Yeah. Exactly. So explain, I mean, do you have series? You have series. Yeah, we have a series. So one of our biggest ones actually, which I think to date has probably done over... I would say in the range of like one to 200 million views overall is this one called uh, Finish the TikTok Lyric. That's yep. pretty cool. I saw and that. So, yeah, those, those always do really well. I think the first one we uploaded did like 30 million views on the first episode and it just went super crazy on the platform. Uh, so explain, I mean, it's always weird, you, you know, have to explain TikToks. I know Taylor yeah. how to do this, but <laughs> explain for those who have, who have not seen it, uh, how it works. How it works. Super simple. Um, so obviously finish the lyric is kind of a popular segment just kind of around the internet right like on youtube and instagram we've kind of seen it where a popular song is played and then the two guests that are playing it uh essentially it stops at a certain point where like let's say it's the hook and then whoever presses the buzzer first lucid dreams where i can't move a thing um and guesses the lyric correctly wins thinking of you something like that so we've basically just taken that segment and introduced it specifically for tiktok so we get big tiktok creators as well as um you know big tiktok songs kind of in the mix mm -hmm. and so you have all these kind of very relevant names to the platform like guessing the lyric and it's like very interactive with the audience okay so explain tiktok songs like, yeah, I mean, TikTok. Is, not everyone <laughs> this, will, like, will be familiar with TikTok. You know, it's a subculture of its own. I mean, you know, I think Old Town Road's probably the yeah. biggest example of that. And then you have songs like La La La, um, you know, by Y2K and BB No Money. Um, really, just all these different records that are blowing up out of TikTok. I think as of recent, we've seen um, that Arizona Zerfus song, Roxanne. You've heard Roxanne, right? No. Oh, come on, dude. I, Get on it. I got to make you a playlist. <laughs> let's stick with, with Old Town Road. All right, we'll stick with I've Old heard Town that Road, one. the big one. He, he's, <laughs> he's hip to, to Nas X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, explain. I mean, there there are a lot of songs that blow up on TikTok yeah. now. So, I mean, this this is a genre, um, the, the complete the lyrics, like they exists outside of TikTok. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, you know, it's, but you adapted it to TikTok. 
Um, so basically a lot of these songs, um, blow up on TikTok, right? So a lot of these creators and, you know, users, and when I say creators, I mean anyone from the big, you know, multi-million users to even just people that have a few thousand, um, get behind these different trends and essentially, you know, make TikToks. And if everyone kind of gets on the same page, that's when an old town road happens or a la 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 different records. Um, but a lot of these records, I mean, the music industry right now is like, really 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 prioritizing tiktok because obviously the no- the known ways of blowing up records are like spotify apple music youtube and so tiktok in a way is like a new soundcloud to the music industry okay you know on soundcloud you had a lot of these artists like you know the whole soundcloud rap wave like pump and you know whoever and then even billy eilish got big on on soundcloud okay. right um so now it's breeding a lot of these artists like soundcloud where you have um, you know, Lil Nas X and Y2K and mm-hmm. Arizona. And so that's kind of where part of our business model fits in is sort of working with the music industry to figure out the best way to kind of engage TikTok, um, you know, so they can kind of promote their records. So TikTok itself is a new type of platform. So what makes media that works on TikTok? I mean, we've, I think, you know, a lot of us have seen who aren't on TikTok, you know, have seen the compilations and stuff yeah. like this. And there's a lot of creativity there. But how do you translate that into into media, you know, series, repeatability? Yeah, I mean, I think we're sort of scratching the surface on that right now. Um, Obviously, I think in media, there's a way to kind of entertain your audience where you sort of give them the low-hanging fruit. And then over time, you try to reel them into something um, that's a little bit sort of... Uh, bigger than that initial concept, right? So our way of kind of, our low-hanging fruit was finish the TikTok lyric. We kind of knew that if we gave them a product that was easily digestible, they'd be able to kind of take it at face value. But then I think as we kind of go forward, it's like how do we make it less sort of TikTok specific and more Flight House specific? And how does our brand really show? And, um, you know, I, I think, I was thinking about this the other day. I definitely think that, you know, one of the things that really makes successful content of ours is interactivity. So when we can kind of create a series where our audiences can kind of play along and they kind of do that with finish the TikTok lyric, right? Like Mm -hmm. when they're watching it, they kind of feel like they're playing along as well and they can kind of guess the lyric um, and kind of jump in there. And I I just think that is probably a huge factor for the success in our content. What are some other series that you have? Um, we have finished the TikTok lyric. We have another one, um, called shit talk right now where we basically get artists that actually, let me pull it up right now. Let me see. Um, This is a podcast though, Jacob. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we have a lot of really, a lot of cool new ones that we're kind of rolling out right now. But let me Um, ask you this. Is there anything that you tried on TikTok that didn't work and, and why didn't it work? Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of series that we've kind of rolled out that haven't done as well as finish the TikTok lyric. And we try to make sort of educated guesses as to why they don't work. And again, I think interactivity is kind of one of those ones that we always fall back on is like, if we can make it Mm -hmm. as interactive as we can, it's always going to perform better. Um, oh yeah, we have another one called like, uh, suggestion box where basically like fans will kind of jump in and um okay so interactivity seems to be interactivity red yeah for sure for sure i think on on tiktok for sure and then like even you know one that that didn't do as well as we wanted it to um but that was a really cool series was uh we had this one called it was basically you know the artist trippy red Sure, of yes. course. Cool. So he was on t- he was on Flight House recently, and it was this one series called uh, Love Advice with Trippy Red, and we actually got him and a relationship therapist um, inside our facility, and Trippy basically went through like fan comments of like 
you know, them wanting relationship advice and love okay. advice and him in the relationship therapist would kind of like answer the questions and give advice. And it did okay um, on TikTok. It has like, I think, 300, 400,000 views on YouTube right now, which is like decent in our eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it wasn't as interactive. It was more of some, it was more of a one-way thing versus like a two-way yeah. interactive thing, you know? And I think that's just kind of what we're trying to build right now. So how do you see the type of media that works on TikTok different from the type of media that works on, say, Snapchat? Yeah, it's pretty similar. I mean, I think TikTok, we definitely try to target it at it's Gen Z culture, um, like just hyper, hyper focused on that. Like who are the artists that they find very relevant? Who are the, you know, TikTok stars that they find really relevant? Snapchat's pretty similar because it is sort of mobile first and the way Mm -hmm. that you sort of consume the content is like vertical, it's mobile. And like, that's how we produce all of ours. Does TikTok Um, have a younger audience? Are you aiming for a a different type of audience than, than you would on Snapchat? I mean, it depends on how you define that, right? Like, what are you um, after, like 13 to 17? Right now, a big portion of our audience is around 13 to 20. Okay. And mostly female. Think about Snapchat, though, and I will say this is something that we don't do on TikTok, is the graphics. Snapchat's very graphic. It'll, like, a lot of stuff moving, like, in, out, yeah. all that spinning. Uh, for us, we try to just keep it focused on the person for now. But we're experimenting with a lot of stuff, even next year. Okay, so who yeah. makes this stuff? Uh, we have a team. Yeah. Okay. So we have editors. Like 13 and pre- to 17-year-olds or like they're... they're oh, at Flathouse? Yeah. Uh, no, we're all kind of in our 20-somethings. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've been around the block a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We know how to, you know, use Adobe and stuff. God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know Adobe. <laughs> so how did you become involved with this? You didn't start Flathouse. No. So uh, when I was around 18... You were, you were like brought in as, as the, the old guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when I was 18... Um, I was working at our parent company, Create Music Group, where I, I'd been there for a couple of years because um, one of the co-founders flew me out when I was like 16. And I just did a lot of business development and A&R for them. And at the time, I was trying to figure out like new creative ways to kind of promote our artists. And so I saw Musical.ly because I was just very familiar with the space. And I saw this page called Flight House and I just kept seeing it everywhere. So when it was at like a million followers, I reached out. Um, started to kind of work with the kids that started it who were probably like a year or two younger than I was at the time. It was two brothers. And we sort of brought them in and we acquired um, the brand from them mm-hmm. and then just kind of So let they it... were just like creating content on their own. Uh, so it wasn't even original content at the time. It like was memes and It was stuff? like uh, remixes. Remixes. So basically on Musical.ly, there was sort of a library of music that users could tap into, right? So they'd offer all the top 40 songs and, you know, any song that was pretty much put out by a major label. And where Flighthouse got big was they would upload sort of like sped up edits and slowed down and remixed versions of songs. Um, and the users on Musical.ly sort of found that to be like a valuable enough thing to follow a page for. And so some of these remixes would get like, you know, 10,000, 100,000, sometimes up to a million reposts mm-hmm. on Musical.ly at the time. And that's sort of how it started. And then as it turned into TikTok, we were like, all right, let's figure out a way that this can be more than just a remix sort of brand. How do we turn it into something bigger? Original content. Original content. And we actually experimented with YouTube for a while uh, because Musical.ly was kind of on the decline, you know, because it was just known as a lip syncing app. And 
it was kind of pigeonholed as this this lip syncing app and we're like how is a original brand supposed to have you know we, we tried it a bunch of stuff and it just wasn't working so we're like all right let's go to youtube and we did youtube for about a year and put a decent amount of money into original content until we just turned around and we're like let's just okay now it's tiktok now the algorithm's favoring something different let's put our hands back into this and let's see what we can do and we experimented mm -hmm. for a few months and then you know we came up with finish the tiktok lyric and then we just kind of started to to go down that alley so how supportive is tiktok the platform of of media companies like yours trying to spring up on it um i i definitely think they're getting better i mean you know they I forget what her name is, but they hired this um, this one person from YouTube who was one of their like head of creator services, and uh, and so she kind of built the whole department at YouTube that um, on how they interact with their creators, and so they do a pretty good job when it comes to like the individual talent. I think for brands though, they're still kind of figuring out exactly how that fits into the ecosystem. So naturally, like you know, they're gonna be. Um, figuring out how to sort of work that, but I definitely think like mm -hmm. next year I want to figure out just a better way to kind of sync up with them and just figure out where, what their goals are because naturally as the platform grows, it went from a lip syncing app to now sort of a short form, I'd argue comedy more so than anything, like comedy and music. And then if they really want to be a big player that's going to be around for a long time, I feel like it needs to go towards more yeah. original content, right? Just something that's more like programmatic. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, so how do you make money? Do you make money yet? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, so we have an agency uh, side of the business um, that we call Flighthouse Media. And so we've been working with labels for about probably about a year, year and a half. And so we have a lot of labels that sort of come to us and, and figure out the best way that we can kind of promote music on TikTok. And so we have an in-house creative team and we know all the influencers. And so a label will come to us, say, hey, we have this song that we're, that's coming out, we want yeah. to figure out how to make it big on TikTok. And so we'll kind of, you know, give them a quote. They agree to that quote. Our team comes up with an idea. And then we show them the idea. If they're cool with it, then we send it out to like 20 to 100 influencers and we pay them to post. And then, uh, you know, we've actually been a part okay. of a lot of big campaigns. So it's more of like an agency business right now because it's not like you can plug into programmatic right, or whatever. Right, exactly. And... So right now it's agency. Um, and like, you know, but that's because TikTok doesn't yet, I assume. They don't yet pay out like on a YouTube yeah. CPM type basis. Uh, but like Slow Dancing in the Dark, we were a part of by Joji, Indigo by Nikki, uh, Roxanne. We were, that track was already sort of moving, but we saw it super early, put some money into it, and it like ramped it the up. The police? I know that one. <laughs> yeah, by the police. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, no, so what, um, I, I assume. You know, you start with an endemic category, quote unquote, like like music, because you know that would make sense. But you know, the real money is in regular brands that are obsessed with with reaching young people. Yeah. What are you finding there? I'm sure you're you're on some like agency tour where you're brought in and they're like, "Tell us what Gen <laughs> Z is doing." What is Gen Z? <laughs> I mean, now's a perfect time, yeah. and I've been like really, really, really hustling that like. I was at Brand Week um, a couple couple weeks ago, and I'm just actually I want to go to the Digiday ones uh, okay. next year. So let me know; I'll be there. Great. Um, but yeah, no, it's just been a great way to kind of like network with a lot of these different, you know, agencies and CMOs. And all right, so I a CMO, a CMO, like what's what's the question you always get from a CMO? Um, I think they're just kind of like, what is TikTok and why is this important? 
It's okay. a very broad, like, high-level yeah. question, you know? And I try to explain to them the amount of users that there are on there. and um, What just... gets them excited, then, of all the stuff that you tell them that um, you find? I think they're pretty shocked when I say the size of it. They like um, numbers. They you... like big numbers. Yeah, they like big numbers. Millions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Billions of views. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, they get pretty excited with the numbers. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I... So I don't want to say who we're working with now because nothing's, like, closed yet. Okay. We're all just kind of in the middle of working on stuff. But definitely at top of the year, I think we're going to be publishing some case studies on how we're working with brands. Okay, um, so that outside of the music industry, I mean, you got to get into, like, the big We're talking categories. to, like, 10 to 15 brands right now. Okay. Individual brands about doing campaigns. And, and for now, that's going to be more of, like, an agency services type thing where you're creating content for them and you're also using your distribution both owned and a, and a network, I exactly. assume, of creators. Uh, yep, owned and a network. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like hashtag challenges. How do brands best optimize their content to be on TikTok? Like, who are sort of the influencers that they need to kind of keep an eye on, um, you know, to kind of stay relevant? Like, I don't know, have you seen that, like, that Charlie girl that's getting really big on TikTok? Oh, no, why do you keep doing this <laughs> Sorry, to I'll me? I'll stop, I'll stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm him, the question the person. <laughs> uh, no, but she's... Uh, I saw the thing about Billie Eilish not knowing who Van Halen uh, oh, really? is or was, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but this girl, I think she got like 8 million followers in like a month. Do you know who Van Halen is? Loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Loosely. I've heard See, the name. <laughs> I can turn the tables on you. That's fine. <laughs> uh, um, so I assume also the other thing CMOs always ask you about is sort of quote-unquote, Gen Z media habits um, because there's there's always this generational obsession and, you know, I think there's the millennial obsession is still around and so now it'll just move to a Gen Z obsession. Yeah. Um, I and don't know. Gen Alpha. Are, yeah, then Gen Alpha. Are there different media habits? I mean, does Gen Z need a different type of media than millennials, than um, other generations? I think naturally, like, I mean, it sounds cliche, but I think naturally the attention span is getting shorter. Um, I think platforms like YouTube and Netflix are going to be here or all these long, quote unquote, long form, um, you know, streaming platforms are going to be here for a long time. But I think there is a lane for something like a TikTok or even Quibi, right, which is like yeah. trying to be a short form mobile competitor. The interesting thing about Quibi, and I feel like it's similar to TikTok, is, you know, and, you know, Jeff Katzenberg even said this one time. He's like, we're not trying to compete with Netflix. We're trying to be complementary to all these platforms, right? So, like, when you have your whole HDMI set up at the house and you have the Netflix and you turn it on and you're in bed mm -hmm. and you get on the subway, Quibi's, I, from what I understand, something that they want you to watch when you're on the subway in these, like, quick bites, as they call it. So I think that's kind of a lane where TikTok occupies yeah. is, like, you're probably more likely to watch TikToks if you only have a li limited amount of time versus you know, a uh, 30-minute YouTube sure. show or vlog. So where where, where do you see you guys sitting in that? I mean, do you want to stay in the lane of, you know, master this kind of short-form content and more platforms are going to spring up that, that are going to want this Quibi, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see where they end up. I mean, we haven't seen it yeah. yet. Or are you saying, hey, let's establish franchises and then sometimes they can be 15 second franchises mm. sometimes they can be like you know 16 seconds 16 <laughs> seconds sometimes they can be 60 minutes yeah depends on the platform. um i think I, i'm always excited when it comes to like innovating something and that's why i'm probably more excited about what we're doing right now than what we were doing about a year ago because a year ago we were like i said trying to produce youtube content and it just felt like we were 
doing what everybody else was doing. But I think now that it's like, how do we create 15 second to one minute franchises? Um, it's something that has been done a little bit, but like no one's like mm-hmm. vertical first, mobile first. TikTok first, right? And so these are a lot of the mobile sort of categories that we're capitalizing on. Um, but it's also, it's isn't it, I mean, it's harder to grow on YouTube. I mean, YouTube has an established, you know, ecosystem, whereas I assume that, you know, TikTok, it's a little bit more open. Yeah. Right? I mean, what's for sure, but what's interesting is the way that we share our content. Um, we went up like 60,000 subs in like the first month of our YouTube channel existing it's only been up for like a month mm-hmm. um so we're on track to probably hit 100k at the top of the year which is pretty quick for a brand new channel on youtube um so that's kind of how we're we're trying to be tiktok first and then we take a lot of that attention and convert it over to other platforms and i mean there have been not only massive records like old town road that came from tiktok but also stars that get big on tiktok and then have like are averaging half a million likes a photo on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so our kind of theory is if we can take the traction that's there, there's a way to move it on platform. And like, I, I think it's even hard for us to think about because we're in media and we're only looking at stuff from kind of a high level and it's like numbers and it's stats. But sometimes we'll look at a video and it'll be like, I've even seen videos that have like one point or one to two billion views on TikTok. And it's are almost- these, Are these real numbers? According to the app- <laughs> According to the app, I'm just going to yeah, based Facebook, on what I'm reading. Facebook told us all sorts of crazy numbers. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I obviously TikTok is very. Um, I, I'm just like I'm. I know look, what you're saying. I'm looking ahead to the next scandal. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, God forbid, all the stories. God forbid a, a platform would lie to us about the numbers, <laughs> but um, there's definitely a lot of attention. Definitely um, a lot of attention going going there. Um, are you? How do you find the the, the creators right now? It's um, it's very manual because we have like three to four people on our team that literally just spend all day on TikTok learning the trends and but they themselves are not like necessarily themselves like TikTok like what's interesting is have we actually big followings well so we actually have two people at our company that are started off as TikTok stars and now work at our company they retired. They retired from being, you know, <laughs> got out of the limelight. They're 19 and they were like, I've had enough. No, literally one of them's 19. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, but but they understand it really, really well. And we've just tried to hire from, it's not like, don't get me wrong. It's not like you go to our office and not everyone's like, hey, like I'm a TikToker, but like we do have a couple <laughs> people. Um, but they, some of them are, some of them aren't. The ones that aren't TikTokers are just really passionate about TikTok. And that's why we're able to catch on a trend so quickly. Okay, so how about some misunderstandings about uh, TikTok in general and how younger people do or do not uh, consume media? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the thing about misunderstandings, I think what's interesting about TikTok— From those who are not, like, immersed in the TikTok Immersed in TikTok. um, You know, I think something that I will point out is— I would say TikTok is kind of an entertainment first platform, whereas platforms like Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even Snapchat are kind of like social first, where it's yeah. like you're there to socialize, you're there to talk and communicate. They're communication platforms first and foremost. And right. They've had a graft. You know what this, I mean? Well, they graft the media experience on a lot of times for monetization reasons. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's like historically 
communication vehicles have not monetized really mm. well because, like, you know, if you think about going back to email, email service providers always are like Hotmail and stuff, always churned a ton of pages and it was always the lowest value inventory. Yeah. Right? Same for chat rooms and all sorts of things. And so media is always monetized really well. Yeah, true. I mean, and that's, you know, I always kind of compare TikTok a little bit more to YouTube because on YouTube you have 20% creators, let's call it, 80% consumers. Yeah. It's the same thing on TikTok. Like generally speaking on TikTok, you're there to consume, 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 engage with others like like the way YouTube comments do. Um, you're not really there to show on a day-to-day what's going on in your life or even like Instagram DMs really big, right? Like I DM people all the time. I sometimes Facebook message. Uh, on Facebook, you talk about you getting married, having a kid, all these moments in your life. Whereas TikTok is just entertainment in my opinion. I think it's mostly entertainment. So that's kind of, I don't know if it's misunderstood, but I definitely would say that's kind of a key point. Okay, so final, finally, how about Gen Z media habits? Any sort of misunderstandings you think when you hear from agency people or CMOs? Yeah, um, I think a big thing is, and I've, I've heard this from multiple people, and I've also sort of come to my own conclusion about this, but I think especially with, you know, the FTC becoming kind of a bigger sort of, conversation within media and advertising overall and like how it engages with social I think it's just important for brands to keep in mind that and there's stats on this but this is just a gut feeling of mine Mm -hmm. is that Gen Z doesn't mind being advertised to or marketed to as long as it's good content so it's like obviously you're not going to hide the fact that anything's an ad but I think if you make it entertaining and shareable you can actually connect with them a lot Um, because obviously you're not going to hide it you just got to make it something that like isn't it isn't kind of like, you know, talking down at them, so to speak. But it's, and it, I hate saying the word authentic because everyone says mm-hmm. it, but I think just like knowing who they are and just knowing that you can market to them as long as it's just good content. Well, I mean, all these music stars really were using TikTok as promotion, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's worked. an interesting conversation. It too. worked for them, yeah. right? For sure. All right, cool. Jacob, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Brian. And thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week with a new episode. If you like this, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, and we'll be back next week.